Welcome to 2023 and episode three of Tip That Scale. Ron, Nicole, and I started this podcast because like many of you, we were laid off or sometime during our careers, we needed some help and support in making a career change or just getting in front of the right people. The holidays are behind us and now it's time to hustle. It's time to increase your job search efforts and consider the options available to you to generate income and make yourself a valuable corporate commodity or contributor. Enjoy this episode. It's time to hustle. It's time to hustle. Whether you're laid off, whether you're looking for a new job, it's just time to hustle. Do we think that a lot of companies will start to hire more than they have been in December? Yes. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because, again, organizations are still going to need to get things done. Now, it may not be the direct organization that's doing the hiring. It could be consulting firms, a lot of different sectors. But, yes, there there will be – for most companies, their fiscal budget kicks off in January, right? So the months of November, January, I mean, December, more or less a wash in regards to hiring people because their budgets were depleting towards that time, and they acquired their new budgets for the beginning of the year. So you will see new jobs coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that may slow things down is depending on how the market behaves, right? If you keep seeing things go down and some of the more blue-collar jobs and blue-collar companies start taking effects and taking hits through this, then we may see, I mean, we'll still see jobs coming open. It may not be as many as we want or may, as many opportunities, but they will still be out there. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about it's time to hustle And we always talk about this, it's time to shift your mindset because you can't just think that you're going to go to the companies that have the most budget as far as advertising, because I'm sure we saw a lot of advertising that that started to fall away as well. Marketing is one of those areas when when people start to lay off, they start drawing back some of those advertising budgets and marketing budgets as well. But there are a lot of companies, and I, I was seeing this yesterday on LinkedIn, and there's a young lady who's sharing, um, she's sharing jobs specifically in for you know for you as far as in recruit in the recruiting business. And I looked at some of the companies, and I was. I was pleasantly surprised. These were companies I had never heard of. So it goes back to what we already talked about before. There are companies out there that are hiring. They just aren't doing the largest number, uh, largest visibility of what who they are and what they're hiring for. What about you, Ron? You think, what are your thoughts about how, how companies will approach hiring um, at the beginning of 2023? And I would say in the first quarter first two quarters of 2023 so so even in good markets i mean we always see from the recruiting side of the space um everything's a little slow that first week or two just because people are coming back from holidays they're you know catching up and 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 going through all the paperwork necessary to get you know knock the, the cobwebs out right and figure out where were we in december where do we have to pick up and go from there so uh, you know, that it, it'll be the same too, here too, right? The first couple of weeks, it'll be that process. Obviously, there's fewer jobs that'll be pushed into the system right now. But I mean, to your point, you are, I do believe you're going to see a lot of those less known companies looking for people, looking for opportunities. Um, I know in the IT space, I, the IT people would always, if they wanted a job, they would raise their hand when they're ready for one. Otherwise, you know, you kind of stay below the radar. You don't want the recruiters bothering you and bugging you. They have to take a different mindset now, right? You, you, you are looking and you are wanting something. So you're going to have to raise your hand sooner and higher and louder and make yourself known. So, but yeah, there, there'll obviously be some pickups from December. And, and, and as we get deeper into the year, there'll be more. But, you know, to AJ's point, just kind of waiting to see how fast or how delayed it will be because of the market. Uh, Waiting to see what it's going to do. It's just kind of vacillating right now. And 2022 was a big down time for the market, right? I mean, the Dow was down 8.58 for the year. The S&P down 19.3. 
Uh, and then, of course, the NASDAQ down 33% for the year. So you got to look at it as hopefully this will, I'm sure we have some room for down, but hopefully uh, later on to the year, we'll have a lot of more room for upside. Yeah. So, Nicole, I've got a question for you. Ooh. Now, let's just, this kind of falls back into your background with employer branding, coaching, those types of things. And no matter how we look at it, it's not going to be the same amount of opportunities that are out there. They're going to be fewer. Um, it may not be in the best companies that you're thinking about, like the most sexy companies like we described last time, but what would you do in regards to the hustle that we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, one of the first things, especially, I would say, especially for those who have laid off, been laid off and this, I, this is something I did, but also people who are looking to change jobs, because we know that's going to happen at the beginning of the year as well. People get their budgets or sorry, their, their bonuses. And they're like, I'm out. I'm looking for something. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't right. But one of the first things I suggest to anyone uh, from a candidate perspective is what did you learn about you in this, in your current position or your last position? What did you learn about you? And it's not about the skills or the talents or the experience that you gain. It's really, what did you learn about you? Did your strengths, did you see more about where you have greater strengths? Did you adjust your values? That's a huge one for me particularly, because I do look at how my values align with who I'm working with, what companies I'm working with, or what companies I'm working for. It really is self-reflection. First and foremost, you have to start there. And I would say you was a lot of times when we have a layoff, people automatically jump in to updating their resume and they're just putting exactly like I did this and they're putting that on the resume, but that's not what stands out. What stands out is, do you know your strengths? Do you know your values? And then what is the benefit and value that you can bring to whatever company you're applying to. So you can't figure any of that out unless you really know who you are. And that's that will require you to take a step back, take a take a beat. And then the other thing too is um to check in. You know, we we value community. I know I value my community and I need to level set. I need to check in with my folks who I've worked with before, who are current colleagues and saying, okay, this is what I see as my strengths. Is there anything else I'm missing? Um, because sometimes the people we work with, they see us in a different light than sometimes what we see ourselves. And they'll, they'll, I mean, we've seen it in 360 degrees, especially for leaders. Leaders will tend to rate themselves lower, but their colleagues are like, no, you're fantastic. You're great. So yeah, I would, I would really, it's really about taking a step back and doing some self-reflection and self-assessment before you really decide to move forward. Because then, then you know what to add to your resume you know what to add to you and how to update your LinkedIn profile. And it prepares you to start talking to recruiters as well, because y'all know, y'all know what questions you ask candidates all the time um, and what you look for in those questions. So as a candidate, you have to know how to answer those questions and you can't do that unless you really know who you are. After this and getting to give me some more of my, Strength that I'm unaware of. <laughs> I think what we'll do is with as a part of this particular episode, maybe just share some a list of strengths. And I always say um, to my coaching coaching clients to pick your top five. What are your top five strengths? Um, and also, what are your top five values? Now, of course, there's strength finders that I think a lot of people have done. And I, I know I highly recommend it. It's really on point. Uh, I, reckon, I uh, recommend it to everyone because it helps to for people to see what their strengths are based on the Gall a Gallup poll and what was uh, created by, the, the I think it's the Rath brothers. Um, 
but yeah, what are your strengths? What are your values? And what are your top five? And give your time, give yourself a little time to do that exercise. Don't rush through it. You know, we don't, don't rush through your resume. Don't rush through your LinkedIn profile. And luckily we can always update those. But when we're looking at our strengths and our values, those are to our core. And in all honesty, they really don't change. It's very much like Myers-Briggs, and I'm sure a lot of people have done Myers-Briggs as well. Um, mine has not changed at all for you know the last 25 plus years. I don't know anyone else's who's probably changed either. Nicole, how would you stand out? Because, I mean, just this year alone, we had, what, 150-some-odd thousand layoffs, not to mention things that, quote-unquote, people like to call performance management. Um there's a, there's a, we just know that there was an influx of crap that happened this year. Right. right? Yeah. Now, going back into the conversation that we had last week with the influx of resumes that are going to be hitting a lot of these organizations, plus, you know, maybe the lack of individuals to kind of look at these resumes. I mean, the resources just aren't going to be there internally at these organizations either. Right. How do people stand out? How are they going to be able to strategize around this to kind of to more or less put themselves ahead of, nah, maybe that's just the wrong term. They're going to be able to showcase their abilities that would match up with the organization that they're looking for, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? One thing that we often do is when we look at a job description, we're reading exactly what's in the job description but sometimes we need to take it a little bit deeper. And this goes back to what do we know about ourselves, but we all, we always talk about research. We're going to always talk about research. What is unique about that company? How do how do I see myself in that company and how can I talk how can I talk about it? Um, you know, so when we're talking about how to stand stand out it really is what value can I bring to that organization and saying it in a way where I'm not boasting or I'm not sounding so full of myself, but also knowing I know based on what I've done before that I can bring X, Y, Z to this organization, but also asking the right questions. What are you looking to do based on what I've seen from your latest press release? or some of the latest LinkedIn profile, uh, LinkedIn posts from your employees and team members, this is something that you're working on and how I align to that perfect, perfect uh, word, how I align to this is this way. You have to be able to toot your own horn, pat yourself on the back without being uh, obnoxious about it, but also really know how you can add value to the organization and not just to the organization, but the department. What do you bring to the team? Are you going to, are you the influencer? Are you the, the cheerleader, which I can tend to be sometimes? What extra do you need? And here's the other thing, ask the questions. You don't have to just immediately respond to a job with your resume Take some time and reach out to someone from the organization. LinkedIn is there. Do a search for people who work for that organization. Reach out to them and say, hey, I'll just say, John. Hey, John, um, I'm interested in working for company XYZ. I see you've been there for you know five years. Would love to learn a little bit more about what the company is doing from your from your viewpoint and just see, I want to give you a little insight into who I am and see if there's an alignment. We know that people love to be, people love to be able to share, to mentor, to add to what other people want. And when you contact me, yeah, especially if you're contacting me to ask about employer brand or marketing, I'm happy to share with you what's happening. And a lot of people are the same way. So when you are looking at ways to really stand out, you, you know, you have to figure out how you fit into the, you have to see yourself in the organization. You have to understand what can I bring to that organization based on who I am. And also 
um, where, you know, my aspirations, because those aspirations can build into uh, what the company is looking for as well. So I think like tagging on with what you're talking about as it, especially as it applies to our, our topic this week, right. Of getting your hustle on. Right. And that, and that comes from how we opened up, right. We we're going through a period of downtime because of the time of the year it is into a period of it's time to hustle plus, right. Compared mm -hmm. to what normally had to hustle, there's, you know, more people competing for fewer opportunities. So you really got to get it on. Um, I think a big part of, and, and I made some bullets before this about things that I am and are doing or am going to and are doing and related to my hustle uh, for the beginning of the year. And that's, that goes in the same direction as you're talking about on one of them, right? It's kind of like your social media stalking skills. Um, <laughs> we all know we have those, right? Yeah. With the other social media, it's time to employ those with your job search as well. Absolutely. You look at the companies you're talking about, like you just mentioned, look at people who are working there or who have even worked in that same role in the past um, that you're looking at. Uh, there's tips on those people's backgrounds as to what the company directly is looking for, what got their attention from these current or past employees on their profiles. You may be able to uh, adapt to your resume uh, if mm -hmm. it's applicable. Um, and like you said, you can even reach out to those people. That's, that's the next step. That's showing, hey, I'm not a passive job seeker. I, I, I'm a go-getter. I'm going to reach out to people. I'm going to get my name in front of people who will either – and even if you do it with tax employees, it may have not necessarily got laid off of fire, but they may still have somebody that left on their own accord that still has a positive, or and they'll tell you if they have a negative outlook as well, but they may be able to connect you with somebody back inside that company too, yeah. right? So our goal is just tightening that circle up of our connection to this position, which again, it can come from past or definitely from internal employees, but it's way closer than just throwing your job in against a... Um, um, a job posting and that's uh, part of hustling it's doing more than what we're used to doing to get where we want to be and I want to uh, uh, let me just say this AJ really quickly because also I think about hustling and we're going to talk about this because there are so many ways to hustle when I think about hustle I think about what problem am I solving what problem mm -hmm. am I solving for the organization if I'm an entrepreneur which you know we all are as well. Uh, what problem am I solving? And that's you know when you ask that question, that's also your, also your mission statement, whether it's a personal mission statement or a company, your business mission statement. What problem are you solving? So that's you know really when you align it, you know align it. It's hustle plus what problem are you solving? It's pretty, you know, pretty simple, but I think, again, it takes time to sit down to really dive deep and consider and answer that question. What problems can you solve? What problems do you want to solve? And then what problems are within your wheelhouse based on your experience, uh, strengths, skills, and talents that you can solve too? Well, adding on to what you just said, the entrepreneurship side of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may or may not want to go find another job. Right? right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of opportunity out there if you know how to capitalize on it. There's technology out there that could help you kickstart your next role, right? And going back into understanding what problem you're trying to solve, well, who are you trying to solve it for? Yourself or the organization? Yeah. Right. And Let's just take a step back and go to the consulting side of things, right? Generally, when you hear consultant, good and bad towards that, right? Again, you don't have the stability of a full-time employee, quote unquote, who says that you don't, right? Because I mean, even as a full-time employee, yeah. yeah, we just saw that we could get let go at any point in time. And even though if it was, you're doing better than everybody else that was over there, yada, 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 you can still get hit with this. Right. But on the consulting side of things, there's a beginning and an end date. Now, it can keep pushing on as long as you hit, but you know that eventually it's going to end. Mm -hmm. right? The skills that you possess are organizations looking for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And as a consultant, you're not tied down to one organization, you can take on multiple engagements. 
make a lot more money. Now that kind of falls back again. And like, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? Right. Are you trying to establish your own brand by becoming a consultant, coming in and being an advocate for a lot of these organizations is helping them understand where the deficiencies are. Because you mentioned this in the last podcast or last episode. As a consultant, most companies tend to listen to the consultant far more than even their own internal employees. Right. right? Yeah. Because they're known as the experts. But again, like what, what problem are you trying to solve? And is it something that you can do for yourself? Or do you have to be in an organizational setting in order for you to do that? Nine times out of 10, you don't have to work, be working for a company to be able to accomplish the same things that you're trying to accomplish. All three of us have a very healthy background in the agency world. So we understand that, right? A lot of the times internal organizations just couldn't get it done with their team. So they would engage with us. Now, from a corporate standpoint, we've also had to see why versus just, you know, what a one-sided view was from the agency perspective, right? Again, ask, what exactly is your strengths? What exactly are you trying to accomplish? And how are you going to get that done? That's what the hustle should be. Another thing to consider is you mentioned what skills... What skills do organizations want? But here's the thing about being a consultant. Sometimes organizations don't even know what skills are available to them. So that's the benefit of being a consultant. You can you bring to the table a lot, a lot bring to the table a lot more in your repertoire than what some organizations even recognize that they need at the time. I was it made me think about Daniel Pink's book to to sell as human. In it he's talking about we're all salespeople. And we know. We know. Uh as a recruiter are you a salesperson? Absolutely. As a business owner are you a salesperson? We are all salespeople. But here's the funny thing. We're also all consultants. What about, you know, we, we talk about consulting. We're, we're going to talk more about uh, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, and I always like to, um, I like this word as well, is parallelpreneur. And a parallelpreneur, I think Lisa Nichols um, was a person who came up with this particular phrase. A parallelpreneur is someone who works a nine to five, but they're also doing another their own business. So they're doing their business in parallel with working nine to five. And we know that when things change and in a hustle, we have to pivot. And sometimes people are looking at strictly full-time positions. And you were mentioning this, AJ, full-time versus consultant. What about, you know, other positions that are out there. What about part-time? I think there's such a such a um misnomer about working two part-time positions. But if you're doing it, you know, it depends on what you're doing. So if you're gonna do something like that, you need to take the singular mindset out and start looking at yourself as a corporation. Mm. I mean by that is is let's just say from a consul like a consultant background or even a a part-time job, you need to take out the mindset of being, and this is probably going to get me into trouble, but being loyal to an organization, right? I don't think, I don't think you're going to get in trouble for that. Well, what I mean by that is just think about it. When you start looking at yourself as an, an org, like an organization and stop looking at yourself as a singular person going to work for a company, you open yourself up to multiple opportunities versus just one. Mm-hmm. How many people out there could say that they actually fully just worked eight to 10 hours a day continuously for the entirety of the time that they worked at their organization? I mean, there might be a lot depending on the type of organization you work for, but I would like to say that a lot of people, there was a lot of, I, I don't want to say wasted time, but there was a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now in that downtime, could you have picked up another engagement? Could mm-hmm. you pick up two to three engagements? How many revenue streams can you increase for yourself so you're not restricted to only one thing? And see, the other thing is, is when you're in, when you're when you're taking on multiple engagements, or when you're looking at yourself as an organization for yourself, 
you're no longer a liability to that company. But when you're a full-time employee, you are. Mm-hmm. The viewpoints, your your viewpoints as a consultant are your views. Right. Not the organization. Right. How things are structured, the organization could take your advice or not, but they still have to pay you for your time. Yeah. It doesn't mean only one organization could do that. You could have four or five organizations talking to you about the same thing. And that that is not a, I mean, there is no non no compete. It doesn't make any sense. Like they're engaging with you because of your expertise. And that's what your company is continuously getting hired for. Yeah, if we're talking about companies, because one of the one of the suggestions I often give clients during um, time, this time of the great elimination, y'all knew I was going to throw it in there sooner or later. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to expand on it, but if we're coming from the great resignation earlier in 2022 um, to the great awakening, uh, quite quitting, and then I'm, I want gr- the great elimination to become part, I want it to become part of the dictionary. It's going to be part of the zeitgeist. But I know one of the things that you you both are looking at, and one of the things that I recommend quite a bit to clients is, hello, staffing companies. You work with someone who has the relationships, executive recruiters and staffing companies, y'all have the relationships that, and I'm looking at both of you because you do have the relationships. You've worked with the organization. It's your business to know. It's your business to know other companies' business. So, Ron, what about you from a staffing, you know, staffing company uh, perspective? What would you recommend as people consider their hustle? So, I think if you look at the staffing world, uh, for people at times it can be an annoyance. And then at times it can be a lifeline. At this point, it's definitely a lifeline. You've got people who are dedicated and their job is to get out there, know what's going on in the market, build relationships to where they can influence the hiring process, get your resume noticed versus everybody that's applying to the black hole. Um, it, it's kind of like a realtor, right? If you're, you're in the market to go look at houses, you're not going to make near as much progress as you individually trying to set up the appointments, go look at the house, all these things. If you're outside of doing it with a realtor, right? They take care of all those things that make it a more efficient process. That's what the staffing space does. These guys, like I said, have years and years of, of relationships built and experiences. And in a market like this, we've talked about this in past episodes that this year and probably for the next several years is going to be a lot more um, companies are going to engage staffing companies a lot more to bring on contractors versus full-time employees until we see what's going to happen with this, the economy until it levels out and gets better. So I, I think if that's not part of your options, you're going to be, you're missing out on a lot of opportunity and you're going to be probably sitting on the sidelines for longer. Let these guys go to work for you. And like I said, at times when you're fully employed and not looking for opportunities, yeah, they can uh, be considered a nuisance, but it's time to, to open up your network and engage with them. And, and it just expands your, it expands your reach, right? Whatever yeah. you can hit, you'll get those guys working on it and gals, it's going to be a lot bigger. And they're going to put a lot more options in front of you that you would never have seen. And you get to make more choices. You just, right. you're not pigeonholed to where you think you are right now from seeing minimal or nothing to a lot more things. And, and it will it will get bigger and bigger as this year goes on in terms of those opportunities. But the agent, you know, they're going to work on your behalf. And that's what a staffing agency does. That's what a recruiter, they work on behalf of the candidate, but also the company as well. When you know what the company needs, you can, that is the perfect place to marry, the, marry them together. So yeah, I'm gonna just start calling y'all Jerry Maguire. Um, <laughs> What about, what about, I know we talked about consulting. What about freelance? You know, I, oh, I've i seen it a lot, of course, in, um, we talked about marketing before. There's so many roles within marketing that can be freelance, but what people don't realize is marketing creative jobs aren't the only ones that are being freelance. Uh, you know, are there any, 
any roles that you think that people aren't thinking about that are perfect for freelancing besides marketing that tend to be the go-to? <laughs> there are in the IT space. I've seen more postings on LinkedIn of late. It, it ties back with part-time, which right mm -hmm. it sets itself up well for, for freelancers uh, to pick up multiples of those. It's companies that have partial needs or they want to see how big of a need this can turn into. That's a perfect opportunity for a freelancer to pick that up along with you know, four or five other projects. So I, I think you have to add anything like that to your repertoire right now and um, give yourself as many opportunities as you can. Because again, those are like uh, consulting or contracting roles. They can always turn into bigger projects or full-time uh, opportunities to hire if you want them to. Just give yourself as many chances as you can. Mm -hmm. I start thinking about what about, like you said earlier, what about your role, last role did you enjoy and which one, what did you not? Yeah. See, I'm the type of person that if I'm not using my brain, I get very bored very quickly. And I like that constant changing atmosphere to where I'm con like I'm forced to strategize, right? Now, being a consultant, that may open up doors for mm -hmm. you to be able to do that for multiple different organizations. You might be tired as hell at the end of the day. That's okay. You right. accomplish something. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this this is an opportunity for everybody who ever thought they wanted to start their own business or be a consultant or entrepreneur or whatever. Here's your chance to try it, right? You, especially if you're unemployed, you can try it and find out, do I like this? Is it yeah. something I'm good at? Or maybe I'm not so good. Um, and then it, it helps you determine for the future where you need to be. So the opportunity to succeed, give it time. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. Like, oh, I... You go into this expecting, you know, a hundred clients right off the bat, you're going to fail. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. You yeah. need to go in with the mindset of, I'm going to take this one day at a time, one step at a time, and I'm going to keep increasing my portfolio and my brand. And let people know what you're doing. People mm -hmm. will come together to support you. At the height of the pandemic, a lot of people were losing their jobs and, you know, people start saying, well, I'm going to start doing this. All of a sudden mm -hmm. we start, people saw people selling masks and cleaning solutions. And it was, it was just a wealth of opportunity for a lot of people that those, those businesses are, have grown exponentially over the last two years, um, going into the third year and they're thriving, but sometimes you said that was the toilet paper hoarders, man. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the store and all the toilet paper's gone. Like what the hell? And then yeah. you see the guy selling it for $10 a roll. <laughs> <laughs> and the bidet business became very, you know, very popular mm -hmm. after that. You know, when we're talking about hustling, what else do we want to talk about as far as um, hustling? And I think, Ron, you mentioned something before and not even on this, when we were talking about this, uh, this topic, you mentioned setting a schedule and planning, yeah, planning your day. I think you have to treat this like a job, right? It 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 is your job at this point to find a job. Mm. When you're employed, this is a passive process, right? You, you take things as they come, you review them, you look at them. It, it, it's after hours or a quick run through on your phone. Now it, it's your job. You have to figure out when am I most effective? Get up, set those hours, keep them every day. Set yourself just like you do your job, your normal job when you're employed of, Here's my to-dos for tomorrow. Here's what I didn't complete today that I have to pick back up. Here's my follow-up list. Uh, I definitely think it's important to create some kind of project management on the piece on this, whether it be a spreadsheet or whatever that helps you know, hey, where have, and this helps with the organization piece as well, where have I applied? Which version of my resume should mm -hmm. I use? Which we've talked about using multiple versions. Um, it helps you collect statistics on where was my best results from which resume, from which process, whether that be, you know, submit a resume, follow up. Hey, did I, did I go and look and see if I had some connections in that company? Put that in your spreadsheet with it, who I can follow up with. Just use that organization level to uh, 
help you find out what is my best process. But again, most importantly is to do it every day. Treat it like your job. Uh, I think you can, um, yeah, I mean, a list of some other things I think people should look at. We talked about doing the social media stalking, which again, that means just giving yourself a better chance by looking to see who do I know in there or who can I connect with. Mm -hmm. uh, this should be a chance when everybody's building their network. Connect with as many people you can and specifically target those places you're applying to. Yeah. Um, grow your network. I mean, there's major power in, in, in networking. Um, and we can go, you can go old school, right? We can actually contact these companies directly versus just yes. applying online. Yes. Recruiter or email or, or whatever path you have to go through, LinkedIn, reach out to that manager that you think may be responsible. Reach out for people within that group that you're applying to. Um, make it closer, just connect. Um, I think ask people to update uh, or get some up updated recommendations on LinkedIn. Uh, those, I know when I'm recruiting, I like to look at those. I like to see what people have said about people, where their strengths are. Um, some, it's like you said a while ago, right? What are other people saying about you and thinking about you versus what you think just to yourself? Um, another thing, I think a key piece of this is surrounding yourself with positivity. Mm -hmm. You have to, this is, this is a process that could, that could, take a while. It could be some very negative moments in it. Um, and if you're someone that's not used to dealing with that, or even if you are, you need to find your, your tribe who can pick you up every day, who can show you the glass half full versus the glass half empty, uh, read positive things, look at positive, or read books that help give you more ideas because you can easily get stuck in a rut where here's my Groundhog Day. It's the same thing every day. And you don't want that, right? That's where yeah. you can reach out to others to help with that or with readings and postings. And, and don't just read the negative stuff. There's plenty of that out there. Don't get stuck in that rut. Um, we've talked about this before too. Those resumes, you've got to have multiple versions. You've got to tailor those and review those frequently and update them. Make them specific to the job. Make it hard for a recruiter to overlook your resume with the other 600. Oof. Put as many keywords as you can because recruiters have tools that help them search resumes for specific keywords that are mentioned in the job description. If you don't have those in there for multiple hits or multiple times, it'd be, it would be like a dating app, right? When you somebody puts in their app to a day, apply with dating, if those matches don't line up, it's not going to pick that person for you. The same with this. Um, I'm going to talk to your wife about this dating app conversation. I mean, what do you, what do you know? I'm about too old for those. Well, I'm too old for those, but I do know what I read and see here. Those, <laughs> those came out after I was past that process. Um, <laughs> talked about, which you've talked about heavily and it's your wheelhouse, is, is, is make yourself visible on LinkedIn. Uh, create your personal brand. Really post, connect, comment, whatever it can to get more visibility uh, and make people look at you in a different light and see you. You want to be seen. Yeah. I know and a lot of times we don't want to be seen or people don't want to be seen, especially, you, you know, you're probably going to have a recruiter hitting you. You want to become a target of a recruiter right now. Or I know often, even when you apply to these jobs, recruiters will go and peek at your, your, your LinkedIn page. They want to see, are you active? What kind of stuff are you saying or not saying? What do you mm -hmm. engage with or like? You want those to be uh, positive interactions and things that are going to help you out. I like that people, it's make an effort. So if you're scheduling your day, you know, you make time, set aside an hour for research, set aside an hour for updating your, you know, your socials, just with something that you've read um, that can help other people as well. Add some meetings to your calendar on a daily, on a daily basis. You don't have to be completely planned, but if you have one or two meetings, you know, maybe it's a 10 minute, 10 to 15 minute catch up with a former colleague or former manager or supervisor, just a friend have do that as well. And then the other, I would also add to that. We often, you mentioned recommendations when we think about referrals and you end up talking to talking to a recruiter, you've talked to the hiring manager, and then they want your, you know, they want a referral. They want to talk to the people who know you from a work standpoint or friendly or whatever. The one thing that a, a lot of people will do is they want to talk to their manager, their former manager, 
as a referral. Uh, what about your direct report? Uh, what about someone that's your colleague, whether it's a matrix uh, organization, maybe you worked directly with someone in another department, they have a different view of you than your manager would. And the one thing I would say for, especially for salespeople, or I would say this for anyone who's working with outside vendors, you better talk to your outside vendors because they are a good referral source for you. There's, there's a lot that people can do on a daily basis, but I would say that, probably top of the list on mine is add some time for fun, add some playtime, add some, um, if you need to go take a walk, take a walk. If you need to just have a breather, play with the kids, play with the dog, play with the cat, whatever, um, add some playtime to that day. Don't just schedule yourself back to back to back to back. Add some breaks in there, just like you would at any time if you were in, you know, a normal, um, like in a job, a nine to five job. So at that playtime, AJ, what are your yeah. thoughts? No, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. It's just, it's been fairly easy over the last few years to get a job because everybody was hiring and it's going to be a little bit more difficult right now, but it's, it comes back to like, what do you want for yourself? right? Do you want to go back and work for someone else and, you know, do the nine to five? Or are you open and pivoting to starting your own business, right? It's more or less for you to figure that piece out first and then try to move on into what your strategy is going to be and went to what your hustle is. You were right at the very beginning of the episode. Like people need to look at that first and say, okay, am I, it's not even a capability standpoint because people are capable of great things. Once they put their mind towards it and once they feel that, yes, I can do this, they're going to make it happen, right? It just depends on where you're at right now. Where are you at in your career? Um, it's funny because there was a, a recruiter that I helped train maybe three, four, four years ago now, right? Mm -hmm. He was in India. He reached out to me yesterday saying, hey, I kicked up my own staffing business about a year ago. And he's he's reaching out to me because he saw what I did at the previous organization. Mm -hmm. right? he goes, I really want your input. But sometimes it's having that humility to say, okay, maybe I'm not the best at this. Where can I get some advice? Oh yeah, right? absolutely. And that's when you're going to utilize your network. But essentially, he put his mind to it and he's making it happen one way or another. And he's not willing to give up on it. Yeah. Right. That's the type that you may need to look at those type of situations. Yeah. And don't be cheesy. You know, that y'all yeah. know. Don't be cheesy when you reach out to people. Don't be cute. Be thoughtful. Be very aware of the time, other people's time. That's a huge one for me because what do you want and be respectful of my time and acknowledge what I bring to the table and why you want it. Don't just say, hey, I see you do this. And, <laughs> and, and what else? Don't ask, the cheesiness is just so, it's tiresome and that can turn anyone off. So I would say any candidate looking to connect with a, recruiter, with a recruiter or a hiring manager or even someone within the organization for input, be thoughtful about their time, be direct, be quick. Um, what is it? It's KISS. Keep, keep it simple. And there's another word after that, but keep it, keep it simple, but be very aware of how you're reaching out. Yeah. The thing is, is, you're trying to establish a relationship with someone you have no idea about, mm -hmm. right? especially when you're first, Ron, but me and you have both gone through this, right? From an agency perspective, we also saw from the corporate perspective, we've sent out the emails and we've also received the emails, right? A lot of times when you're sending out some of these things, Let's just take it from my experience. When the, I was getting emails from certain agencies and things like that, I didn't respond to all of them because half of them, I didn't know what they wanted. Right. 
Like, what exactly is the purpose of this? Like, you're reaching out to me. Great. The Cowboys played yesterday and blah, blah, blah. And you start reading into it, and then it transitions into a completely different ask. And I'm like, what exactly is this? Right. right. And then there's some that are like, hey, I'm just trying to understand your business needs, and I want to see how I can help. I'm more apt to do jump onto that call than yeah. I, I drank a daiquiri yesterday, blah, 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 blah. And it was such a great thing. And, you know, what's your favorite daiquiri? Oh, yeah, I'm call- I'm, I'm reaching out to you because I want your business. Uh, <laughs> I don't you. drink. I mean, <laughs> like you're talking about a daiquiri. You don't even know if I drink or not. Know your ask and understand what it is and what you're trying to accomplish. And from that, you're going to be able to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go, go back to something else. So I mentioned it in that kind of groupings of things. We talked about the order, right? Keeping things kind of in an order so you can, the Excel sheet or whatever it is, so you can track your trend. There's, I mean, there's a lot of value in the data analytics that come from this. And, and I think one of those things is as you go through this process, you keep up with the things that you've done towards, especially jobs that you look at and you see, hey, this is a really good fit for me. I have a lot of the qualifications. I'm going to put more effort into my pursuit on this. one. So I think it's important to, like you talked about earlier, assess that company, that job on the front end and say, this, like I said, this really is a good fit, good company. I want to be there. I'm going to do a lot more of these things. And I am going to track those things in my spreadsheet of, did I send the uh, intro letter? Did I look for people within the organization I connect can connect to? Did I write a nice cover letter? Did I do a good follow-up? What are all those things? You're going to take more time for those jobs you really want until you're a better fit board than the ones that I'm a 50% fit on and not excited about the opportunity. That does help you to focus your time and your efforts that way as well. Again, not neglecting the opportunities that you are somewhat of a fit for because we've talked about this as, as well. Those job descriptions are not perfect by any means when they go out. There's a lot more to them and most of that you don't find out until you get into the interview process or you do your own research. So don't neglect those, but just look at the ones on the surface that are really uh, closer to you and your background and what you want to do and, and put more effort there. Is, and then, don't get discouraged if you don't get a response. Right. Mm-hmm. The data collection comes in, right? If you're not getting responses, look at what did I do? What did I not do? What did I do differently on this one that I did get a response on? Try to hone in on what's working and what's not working and, and see if you can figure out patterns. Mm-hmm. The hustle is the effort. People can just quick re- quick apply to a lot of jobs. But if you're very mindful about the job, the company that you're interested in, the position, the title, and if you keep seeing kind of that repetitive position that comes up, reach out to the company. I, you know, I applied um, six months ago and I see that this position is once again available, would love to talk to you about it or come in as a consultant until you find somebody else. Have the conversation, but again, be thoughtful about how you're approaching it and know what you want. You know, know know that you need to have an effort behind it. Know that it's not, it's never easy. That's the thing. Even when there were a lot of jobs, it still wasn't easy, you know? So um, know that it's not it's not gonna be easy, but be prepared for that. Whatever organization you want or whatever, if you wanna be an entrepreneur, if you wanna be a contractor freelancer, the long haul is being prepared and working toward it. And, you know, as we're talking about and kicking this uh, episode off, at the beginning of 2023, um, how does this align with your goals? Or is this one of your goals? Is this one of your as- larger aspirations? And do you all know I don't like New Year's resolutions, but maybe create a resolve around what you want to achieve. Oh, I like that. I should put that on a shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts before we wrap up? I think and we kind of touched on it a little bit in this one is to, I think AJ may have mentioned it, is to be realistic, right? Don't go into this thinking by first week of January, second week, I'm going to have 10 offers or 10 interviews or, or what have you. It's, it's not going to be that fast of a cycle. And 
if you set your expectations more realistic, you won't get down as much. You will uh, continue to be optimistic about the process and use what you gain daily to grow and be better at it every time you try. Uh, I, I've seen people posting that that did that did happen, right? It took them a week to find a new job. And I've seen people that have been out for four months and just found a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that comes from the, the one, the effort, the connections, all these things we're talking about that help put you in a better light. But this is a process. This is just like a job you have to be learning from every day as you go through it. And um, uh, again, stay somewhere in a positive place. Find find that tribe, find that those people, that person, whatever, they can keep you picked up and be dedicated, like I said, to the hustle. You've got to be willing to work harder than you have in a long time to get a new job. Mm-hmm. If you do it, it will come. And it'll so be and I want to recommend. It'll be worth yeah, it. There's a book that I want to recommend to everyone. We're not sponsored, but you guys can. But um, it's the 48 Laws of Power. Even in my last role, I had everybody on my team read it. But it's going to help you navigate this. And I'm not saying it's the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Um, but it's going to shed a lot of light in regards to your own mindset, other people's mindset, and how to navigate certain circumstances. Well, guys, thank you once again, and happy 2023. We expect great things. Expect great things. That's on a shirt. Expect, (laughs) you know, and that is expect great things. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, Ron. Enjoyed it. Happy new 2023 coming up. It's a, it's a great one for our new one, great one, better one for everybody. Hey, it's Ron. Hopefully, after this episode, you're ready to hustle and elevate your job search. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a full-time gig, open to consulting or freelance work, or ready to start your own business. There's no better time than the present. But make sure you come back next week. We're going to take you behind the scenes and give you a glimpse of the recruiting process. The more you know the more you know what to do. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. We're making sure we give you the tools to tip that scale in your favor.